You ever let your kids decorate the Christmas tree and then move them after they go to bed? No? No. Some, some moms in here are going no, and I don't think I buy it. So I got this box of ornaments in this tree. It says, heard I got to use them all. So I thought I'd just kind of decorate this tree a bit, see what I got. So kind of not my style. But, you know, we'll just throw that on there. If these fall off, it's part of the sermon. Just remember that. It's just part of the sermon. There's no one. That's good right there. And so when you moms are about to just about have a hissy fit because the way I do this, uh, it's all good. Just remember, it's all good. It's Christmas. There's a note on this one. What's this? Can't read it because I flunked that part of school. Bad doctor's report. I don't want that on the tree. Says I got to use them all. I'll tuck it back here. <laughs> Can't see it. We don't need bad news at Christmas, right? Nope, nope. Oh, here's another one. What's that? Oh, car broke down. Must have been a Ford. <laughs> anyway, there you go. I'll put that. I'm gonna put it on the back because we don't want unhappy ornaments where people can see them, right? You know, you want. I mean, have you, got, have you got ugly ornaments on your tree that... Okay, I'm laying low on that one. Some moms are going... They were so confused. There's nothing on that. That's just a nice, simple green Christmas ornament. That's good. Here, oh, man. Teen trouble. Well, there's no way I can hide that one, so I'm just going to throw it right there. That's, a, that's just what it is, right? That's your parents going, having a little trouble there, son? Here's the number, number one. My dad calls me every so often, just ask that. Oh, here's another one. Lost wallet. That's fun. You ever done that? Oh, man. At Christmas, that's good. But I'm going to kind of tuck it back in here because, again, you want to keep those random things out of sight. Maybe I'll come back to this later, finish them up toward the end. Today we're talking about a random Christmas and what that means. Because the point of it is, we really like to make sense of things, don't we? We really say things all the time like, um, well, there's a, everything happens for a reason. Or, I don't believe in coincidence. Or, uh, I just hadn't found the right person yet, if it's a relationship type thing. Or... I guess it just wasn't meant to be. There's a part of us that really wants to take all of those things, those random lost wallets, broke down cars, missed car payments, what have you, and make sense of those. Where does that come from? And a lot of us give up on it. A lot of folks are out in the world and they just kind of, uh, you know, just say, well, there is no reason. There is no rhyme. It's just coincidence and life is coincidence and they just kind of kind of give up but that's not how we want to feel and that's not how we naturally feel there's something in us that when tragedy strikes when difficulty comes that we need to find purpose in the pain would you agree with that we need to know that there's a larger story and that what's happening now may not make sense but somehow it's going to make sense one day we'll look back and say this was this happened 
for a reason. And I, I think that's part of us. I think Christians, we do that. We call it a, when we connect the dots or find a way to connect the dots, we call them God things and, or God moments or something like that. And so today I want to take those things, those, those seemingly random things, and look at one of the most random stories like ever, the Christmas story. I mean, really, our whole eternity is banked on an unplanned pregnancy, right? And uh, so let's, let's dive into the story. Luke chapter 1, verses 1, uh, through a lot of other verses. <laughs> I'm going to jump around, okay? <sighs> Listen to how Luke starts his letter. A little different than we're used to. We're used to once upon a time. But you've got to remember, the Gospels are not fiction, the Gospels are not fiction. So listen to the story. Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitnesses' reports circulating among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an account for you, most honorable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. It's a different beginning. This isn't a once upon a time story. This is a this actually happened and we want to get our facts straight kind of story. So when we come to the Christmas story, this isn't just legend. This is a solid historical account of what happened. So I'll jump down to verse 26. Luke 1, 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's Pregnancy. Elizabeth was, re- was a relative of Mary. We don't know the exact relation, although if you read King James, it, it calls her a cousin. But we're not quite sure. The word's a little ambiguous. Verse 26. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Now, hang on. Let's stop for a second. This is just a normal story up until the angel shows up, Right? This is just a couple getting ready to get married. I mean, how many, I mean, many of you in this room have been through this part of the story yourselves, right? And so we can climb into that. Just a normal, ordinary girl, a normal, ordinary guy planning to get married, and then things begin to change. Now a moment begins to happen, a moment that all of history is going to hang on. The Crusades, the religions, bumper stickers, us going to start with this visitation from this angel. We, we don't know Mary before this, and if this hadn't happened, we wouldn't have known her. She would have just been born and died, a, a normal Galilean girl, just, just like the, the thousands and millions before her. She would have just lived and been dust, and no one would have known nor cared. Just, just a life. Normal, random Just like your life, ordinary things just happening. But God had something going on. God interjects himself into the chapter. God reveals something. We'll come back to that. Verse 28. Gabriel appeared to her. Okay, before I read on, that would have been freaky. Just own that, okay? That would have been weird. There would have been a cringe factor. By the way, no cringe factor tomorrow night, but today it's on. (laughs) Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, 
Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Okay, here's this angel. I mean, they don't just show up every day. And he says, hey, favored woman, you're God's favorite. The Lord is with you. And she is confused. All right? And then the angel goes on, verse 30. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You've been singled out. You are, there's a point in history that God's about to show up and it's gonna happen through you. Verse 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son. You'll name him Jesus. He'll be very great, will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He'll reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. 500 years, you know, 400 years is no voice. The Babylonians came, the Persians came, Alexander the Great came, the, Roman, uh, the Romans came. Where was God? I mean, for centuries, centuries, far longer than we've been a nation, the, the, the nation of Israel is wondering, God, where are you? Where are your promises? Where, where are you in this story? Just random after random after ordinary after ordinary, day after day, live, die, dust, over, again we go. And now God shows up to Mary and says that their son is coming. And that's cool. I'm sure that's what Mary's thinking. Oh, that's cool. But she had another far more important question. Verse 34, Mary asked the angel, um, how's this going to happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Amen. Sure enough, that's what we call him, right? Son of God. He's here. Verse 36. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of the Lord will never fail. Or more literally, the word of, for this word from God is not impossible. 400 years, nobody hears from God. 400 years, it looks like it's just random day after day. And here God shows up and says, it's not random. It's not ordinary. It looks that way to you, but I am always God. Always sovereign, always in control. On occasion, God drops directly into our story and he gives the flywheel of his plan a push. Let's us see that he is in control. And so that's what happens here. This is like God saying, not in these words through Gabriel, but to the whole world, saying, don't, don't you get it? Don't you understand? God says this. Don't you understand? I'm in charge. I'm in control here. I'm God. There is no other. This isn't about the plans of men. It's not about Babylonians and Persians and Romans. They rise and fall because I say so. That's what God says. That's who God is. He says, this is, these kingdoms are all in his hand. And he's, and he's, he's showing Israel, he's showing Mary and Joseph specific. Specifically, you may not understand where to put the random on the tree of your life. 
But because you don't understand, doesn't mean it doesn't go there. It just means there's a God whose plan never fails, who is at work in our lives, a God with purpose, a God for whom everything happens through and because of his amazing will. That's good, right? Amen? Amen. Does that excite you? I mean, God's in control, not you. Are you good with that? Are you okay with that? Because you're not doing so well. But here's the thing. God shows up. Angel speaks to Mary. Angel speaks to Joseph. Then what happens? Right back to random. Right back to ordinary. Now Mary is pregnant. And now she's starting to show. And now she can't tell anybody because no one would believe her. They still struggle believing her. And and so here's Mary having to deal with the fallout of God's plan in her life. Does that help any? I mean, God's plans at work, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy for us, right? The next thing she knows, she's on a donkey at nine months pregnant. (laughs) Woo-hoo. When Christy and I, uh, when we had our first child, we had just bought a new car. I shouldn't tell you this story. <laughs> I should not tell you this story. I just want you to connect with how hard it would be to take a donkey ride at nine months pregnant. And all the women in the house would go, oh, I'm there, I'm there. Just don't even stop. You just stop right there. But no, we had a new car, and I didn't want it to get messed up, and she went into labor, so I put trash bags on the seat. <laughs> I was really stupid. Every time I hit the brakes, she's sliding toward the floor. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not a donkey ride, but I mean, I, I really was not nice to my wife. I love her now, but then apparently I had problems. And so, 80-mile trip to Bethlehem on the back of a donkey, and here's Miss Favored by God, God's favorite, suffering, on this donkey, 80 miles to Bethlehem. When she gets there, the journey takes so long, the hotel, even the Motel 6 had turned off the light, man. <laughs> Nowhere to stay. Ends up in a barn for the night. Ends up going into labor that night. Ends up putting the baby in a feed trough for the night. This was, where's God in that? You know, that's, that's the thing. We see, we, we see these amazing presences and revelations of God in Scripture, and we forget about all the minutes in between those where people actually suffered and struggled. And it's not like God isn't in those minutes. He is. It's just we can't always see him in those minutes. Now, she got some highlights. Yeah, the baby's born, and all of a sudden these shepherd guys show up, and they're all talking 100 miles an hour. The angels are singing, blah, 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 and what's going on, and where's the baby? Ah! You know, and Mary's like, well, the Bible says she reflected on it. She was thinking about these things. I bet she was. She was like, these shepherds around Bethlehem drink too much. That's probably what she's thinking. <laughs> then, you know, 18 months later, these kings about that, these kings show up from the east, and they bring all these gifts to her. And she's thinking on that. Of course, I, I kind of jumped over Simeon and Anna in that story, which I, this is my, one of my favorite parts of the story. And then the, the kings leave, and they get a vision that Herod wants to kill them, kill their son. And so now we're on another donkey 200 miles to Egypt. 
Where does that fit in the plan? Running for your life. You just had a, a, a mountaintop experience with all these kings showing up and their entourage worshiping this child and celebrating it. And you're having like one of your best days. And the next morning, you're packing to head out to Egypt running for your life. How do you think Mary felt when she got to Egypt and she heard what Herod had done? Because Herod was Herod and he did what Herod did, when, and which was murderous and treacherous and vile. And he murdered all those babies. How do you think that she felt as a mother when all those other mothers lost their babies because of her? Where do you put that on your tree? Where's that random moment fit in the the rational, reasonable understanding of who God is and how God works? But if you jump forward 30 years... Plus, and then Jesus has grown. Joseph is gone, and her son's arrested and put in this trumped-up trial. It's just a mockery of justice, condemned for a reason no one can actually articulate, especially legally. He's beaten. Beyond the point of death, and yet somehow he still lives. He's humiliated, mocked, spit upon, ridiculed, and cruelly crucified. What's she supposed to do with that? In the story, if you think about it, from the outside looking in, this is just another random thing. Just another Jewish man nailed to a Roman cross. There were thousands of them. Just another family devastated by the cruelty of politics and powerful people. Just just another life swallowed in history. That's what it looks like in that moment when she's putting her son in the ground. When she's remembering 30 plus years before when an angel says, you're going to have a son, you're going to call him Jesus, and he's going to be the most high king. How does that work? How does that word work when you're putting your dreams in the ground? You see, did God stop moving? God stop working? If Mary had given up all hope on the outside of that tomb that day? So here's the lesson. And it's a lesson about what faith really is. What if faith doesn't move God? A lot of times, that's how we look at it, isn't it? We're trying to get God to move. We have sickness. We have money problems. And we want God to move. What if that's not what faith is? What if faith doesn't move God? What if faith moves us to trust God when it doesn't look like he's moving? What if faith moves us to trust God when it doesn't look like he's moving? What did Jesus say? He said, if you have just a little bit of faith, you can tell this mountain to move, and it'll, it'll jump in the sea. You remember that? What's your faith in in that moment? Well, I know what, what our faith is, and I, this is why it doesn't work for us. Well, there's so many mountains around. I'm just kidding. 
is because we try to have faith that the mountain will move, and that's the wrong place for our faith. We need to have our faith in the God who moves mountains. That's the difference. We have faith, we try to have faith that God will do a thing. We need to have faith in the God who can do a thing. Does that make sense? We need to shift off of the point and onto Him. So faith moves us to trust God. So what does that look like? So real, uh, real quick, Paul has a theological view on this in Ephesians chapter 111. Here's what Paul has to say. Furthermore, because we're united with Christ, we've received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God is working in your life. That's what Paul's saying. This is a theological truth. He is working in your life. It doesn't have to look like it. In fact, it's probably not going to look like it. Do you understand that? Did you hear me? It's probably not going to look like it. Not on the outside. Not out here in the natural. We're not worried about that. Mary had another way to put it. So, you, so Paul gives us a theology. Mary gives us a personal acceptance of it. What does she say? Luke one thirty eight. I didn't read it earlier, but I'll read it now. Here's what Mary says. Mary responded. Oh, let me pause. You're not there. Let me get you there. She's engaged to a man. She's a virgin. She's about to get pregnant, okay, and carry the Son of God and have to deal with this and realize that she had a plan for her life up to that moment. You understand this, right? Mary's about to get married, and she had a vision for what her life was going to be. Didn't you, when you got married? Didn't you think, she's going to wash dishes every day and do laundry? And No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's going to take care of me and keep me in a new car and blah, blah, blah. You had this vision, right? And it died really quick. But nonetheless, Mary, Mary had this vision of what her life was going to be. And now, this angel says, it's not going to be that, Mary. It's not going to be that. You are going to become pregnant with God. I think, this is beyond the scope of my message. I'm going to ask forgiveness. That is what Christianity is. We are all pregnant with God. We are bringing him forth in our lives all the time. Mary's response to all this change all this change. I use the word change on purpose because we love change. Amen? Yeah. Mary's response is, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. I kind of like that translation. What if everything God said about you comes true? I mean, that's really the point, isn't it? That everything he says, she basically surrendered, said, may it be according to your word, even though it dismantles my future, is kind of the implications of that. We want to know how to put all this random in our life. I, I don't know what, what might be going on in your room, in your life, in your little world right now, or your big world. I've... Maybe, maybe there's something that's come up. I mean, Christmas kind of brings out the best and the worst of us, doesn't it? I mean, you get so excited about time together, and then you go spend time with your family. <laughs> and you realize I love these people, but I don't really want to be around them. <laughs> we get these things in our life, and we, we don't know what to do with them. We don't know where to put them. And... That's okay. That's okay. 
It's okay to get the bad news and not know what to do with it. It's okay to have the fight with the spouse and not know how to process it. It's okay to struggle with raising your children and not know where to go with it. That's, that's not the point. The point isn't that we have random things we don't know what to do with. The point is that if we can get to a place where we can say and know and believe God's hand is in this. God is intimately involved in my life. If I am in Christ, then everything that happens to me, and and if you're a Christian, you are placed in Christ. You're in Christ. Everything that happens to me happens to me in Christ. I'm not alone here. What I really need in those random moments is not sense of order or where to put them or any of those kind of things. What I need in that moment is a connection to the divine. I need to know that God loves me and that God is with me. And that he will walk with me through this. He will carry me through this. He might drag me through this. But as I, if I can come to that understanding that God's in control and that I don't have to understand his purpose in order for his purposes to be fulfilled. I'm not saying you've got to walk through life with your mind closed. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that if you look to God for the order and purpose in your life, you trust him for the order and purpose in your life, you're going to find the order and purpose much more quickly, more often. Not always. Not everything's going to ever fit on the tree in this life. I mean, it's like that ornament that your kid made in third grade that you don't want to throw away because you love them, but you bury it deep within the tree. I hope no one sees that one. We have those kind of things. We were created to look for purpose. We were created for it. We know there's more going on than meets the eye. Our heart knows it. Only a whole lot of self-deception leads us to a place where we feel like that everything is random and we're in control of our lives. That takes a lot of lying to me to get there. I'm not saying we can't do it, but I'm just... We all know there's a lot more going on than meets the eye. And these things happen in our lives that we don't understand... And sometimes we figure it out. Woohoo! You know, sometimes like, oh, I lost the job, and it it made it forced me to step out into in faith and into an entrepreneurial thing, and I have a business now, or 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 it forced me to go get another education, and now I'm in a field I like. Sometimes you know it shows up. We're like, hey, it makes sense. I'm so glad God showed up and ruined my life. It could happen. Sometimes it happens. I've heard it happen. Sometimes we find it. Sometimes we don't, man. Sometimes it never makes sense. Sometimes the pain just carries on. And then sometimes when we find it, we find it like immediately. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes we find it eventually. Sometimes it it comes in. The Christmas story is this awesome, random story. I mean, you see all this normal life in it. We never think about it. We always focus on the miraculous, and we forget about what it would have been like to endure the difficulties of it. And so for me, it's this powerful story to help me see this season, this holiday, more than, more than others. God's in control. And he does things weird. Can, you, can we accept that? 
Come on, here's God. I'm going to bring my son in the world. And the nation of Israel had this expectation of the Messiah coming in robes and as a mighty warrior and king of kings and all of that. And how does God send him in the world? I will put him in a barn born to a poor girl. That's how I'll do it. I'm going to send him a baby. That'll be their king. That's how God rolls. So if you're sitting there going, hey, God is not making sense in my life. That's just about right. You're in a good place. That's why he tells us to be humble and draw close and, and trust him and wait and, and have faith and realize our job is not to move God. Our job is to move us closer to God. God, I don't understand you. And what happens in those moments that we don't understand, what we usually do is that when we, we, we shields up and we try and protect ourselves. I don't understand you, God. You freak me out and I'm just gonna sit over here all alone. Isaiah 61, he takes away that mourning and that sorrow and that fear and replaces it with a garment. Some translations say an armor of praise. Man, usually God wants us to do the exact opposite in a situation that we want to do. We want to guard off. We want to isolate ourselves. We want to run and hide. And here's God saying, no, no, open her up. Let's praise. Let's spend time together. Let's connect with the Most High God. Mary's life was summarized in that one response. Whatever you say, God, is okay with me. May it be, a, be to me according to what you say. Who do you think can have bigger dreams for your life. You or him? Does that help? He's an infinite God. He knows what he's doing. I know it may not look like it, but he knows. You know what else? He knows you. By the way, I said Mary's a perfect example for us in the, as what a Christian life is. Let me back it up. This whole story started with the angel saying, hey, Mary, you're his favorite. Hey, Christian, you're his favorite. He loves you. He likes you. Christmas is about God coming to you because there's no way you could ever get to him. I want to do something a little weird. I mean, I've been weird ever since I got here, so we're, it's Christmas. I'm going to ask you to stand right now. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. While they're coming forward and you're standing and we're trying to get situated and you're going, oh, Lord, what's he going to make me do? First, I want you to take a deep breath and relax. It's not going to be that bad. James told us to pray for each other. It's cool when the pastor's get to pray for you, or the prayer ministry team gets to pray for you, and I want you to have access to that, to that today, too. But we're supposed to pray for each other. Can you give me a nod? Would you agree with that? We're supposed to pray for each other? Now, I know you're sitting there going, oh, no, he's going to make us pray for each other. It's going to be weird. And you know my answer to that is, yes, it is. <laughs> Would you bow your heads just for a second? Some of you have been handed... A random, ugly ornament recently. 
It was not what you wanted. You really do not want to put it on the tree of your life. But there it is. It won't actually go away. And you're struggling with you, maybe with relationships in your life. Maybe you're struggling with God. That's normal. That's just normal. That's just random. And maybe you're thinking now, I don't know how God's plan is working out. I might have missed it. Maybe you're freaking out a little bit. God is so much bigger than your power to mess up his plan, by the way. So while you're there, what I want to ask you to do as a church right now, if you could use some, just some prayer, would you just kind of slip a hand up just for a second? Just kind of slip a hand Oh, there's hands all over the place. Keep them up just for a second, okay? If you're around someone whose hands up, this is the weird part. I want you to just, if you can, put a hand on their shoulder. Be, be polite. If you don't want them to touch you, then just smack them. I'm just kidding. And church, would you pray for them right now? You don't need to know what. You just need to know that they need Father. Would you pray for them right now? I'm going to give you like 30 seconds. Pray for the person whose hand is up around you. If you're not close to someone, just pray. 30 seconds. You can keep praying. I'm going to go ahead and pray, though. Heavenly Father, if I could say, Father, I think one of the most beautiful worship songs ever is the prayers of God's people. (laughs) Thanks. Lord, would would you touch the lives this morning that have the questions? Some of them probably did not raise their hands. We're in Wyoming. We cowboy up, Father. And Lord, that's not what we're supposed to do. We need to receive some good today. We need our brothers and sisters to pray into us and to pour into us. I pray that you would help each person receive that, rejoice in it, to know they're not alone. I pray, Lord, that you would speak into them and you would speak purpose. Say the word purpose into their heart so they would know this isn't random. This isn't, this is my father taking everything that comes into my life and making it good and making me holy and making me like him. This is his plan and no enemy of God can thwart it. I pray that you would speak to them your purpose and give them peace. Because that's what we celebrate about Christmas. Isn't it that? That joy and peace of the world, the silent night, or the stillness as Father comes, as the Son arrives, incarnation stills the darkness and brings the light and restores what was lost and overcomes what was even thrown away. Lord, bless your children. Help them bless each other. In Jesus' name, let's sing with the worship team.